I'm working out. Look at that. Is that. Can you see that? That's pretty impressive. Look, guys. What's up? Look out. So if I pinch this, well, I can roll. Okay. You gonna be all right? No, it hurt. Good morning. Hello. Happy, happy, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Give me a T. All day. Give me a U. Give me an E. Give me an S. Morning, Tim. Give me a T. Hey, we got to uh, still follow up for uh, UPW. You're going, right? So, good morning, everybody. You want to hear what idiots we are? We'd like to share it with you. First of all, let me show well, you what Danny, we're talking what's about. What's going on? So, yes, we'll explain. Let me show you what I'm talking about first. Okay. Um, so, first of all, I want to show you this picture of this little doll. You can't really see it because the light okay do you see that little doll it's she's very cute okay and ellie has this thing about madame alexander dolls oh that's what that one is madame yeah she alexander. doesn't like like the um american girl dolls for whatever reason she likes the madame alexander dolls mm -hmm. so whatever so hey great news for us because uh, freaking um American Girl dolls. dolls are like $500, okay? So ain't nobody got, it's like a Cabbage Patch doll craze in the 80s where people in the mall were like, they, they, like scrambling over each other in the, to get the Cabbage Patch kid and You're the parents were like American beating the crap out dolls? of each other. I Wasn't mean, there a store I American think they're more doll refined. School? The Cabbage Patch crew was a little like- It was like, like 20 bucks, right? They, no, people would get a Cabbage Patch doll. Can I get some- they would get a Cabbage Patch doll, and then what they would do is they would sell it and gouge people, right? Oh, and there was only like one or two. Than I want American so doll. I mean, uh, American dolls like they're expensive. To it's begin because with. because the people that buy the American Girl dolls are like more refined, I guess, in the Cabbage Patch yeah. Kid crew. But anyway, they have videos from the '80s where like Black Friday people were like murdered over Cabbage Patch. Morning, Sal. I wanted one so badly. And, Cabbage Patch. Yeah, and you know, I really I told my dad. No, I told my dad that I wanted one. And my dad, you know, I always talk about my dad being like an alcoholic and kind of half paying attention. So I was like, oh, is he going to do it? Yeah, you let his head. Is this going to be the Christmas that he delivers, that he remembers what I wanted and he really does it? And he got me a Couch Patch doll, but it was the only one with the short hair. It had that looped hair and all my friends had the ones with the long hair and I got like a, like a, a butchy kind of Couch Patch doll. <laughs> and I was like... Try to be grateful mm. for what I had. How old were you? I don't know. Old enough to try to be grateful and squash. That was my first exercise, not a first, one of many exercises in pretending to be happy with something I wasn't happy with. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, this doll, back to the story. Okay. <laughs> so last night. Well, hold on. We have to, to preface this with a little bit. It's on it's, eBay. Yeah. So I buy everything on eBay. She, uh, she texts me a picture of it, which generally means... Get Watch this. this. Get this for me because I'm going to be busy. Right. And I so I set my night. alarm. I everything. I was like, okay, we're going to get it. I know that Ellie really wants it, and if Heidi wants it, then that's twice as important. Oh, I wanted the doll for me. For Ellie. Oh. <laughs> okay. So I thought I was going to Zumba. So I was right. like, so I get into bed after Zumba. And I, I still had time and I was like, my alert goes off. So I'm like, oh my God, the doll, right? So Doug taught me how to be a sniper on eBay, which basically I'm the person, you know, the people you hate. 
basically we got our karma last night though. So I'm laying in bed. I'm waiting to do well, so my the strategy because the, the strategy is you wait till like there's 20, 20 or seconds. 10 seconds left and then you put your bid in put your bid so in. that, you know, like you you're kind of grab it. You're yeah. welcome people. Well, I'm, I'm sure everyone knows this. Okay. Most people don't. They're bidding all day long. I'm like, why are you doing that? So anyway, so I'm in there. The doll is like 20 bucks. It's a steal, right? So I'm like super stoked. So I'm like, yeah, I got my trigger fingers ready. And 20 seconds, I put in like $27. I'm like, what are people going to say? No, 28.75 because somebody's going to go. So I'm like doing, and all of a sudden it goes 29.50 with like three seconds left. And I'm like, what the hell? What's and then, so I was like, oh, we're three seconds in. I go 31.50. And then it goes, you win. And I'm just like, yes. And then all of a sudden, I get this text from my husband that says, sorry, missed it last second. Literally, it was a pro. Went for 31. <laughs> <laughs> so it was me. We were bidding against we were, He was downstairs trying to outbid me. Now I can say, oh my God, yeah, I won the eBay, like I won the bidding war. Basically, what happened is I spent 11 more dollars than I needed to spend. Not that it matters, but it kind of does when you're cheap like me. Well, and I it like was, to get a steal. It was actually, <laughs> it, it ended up going for 50% more. It was a 50% markup for uh, playing around with, uh, with eBay. Oh, my God. Which, which leads us to the point. How important communication is <laughs> that we did not express to each other that we were going to be bidding. So we allowed that. Now, of course, that's a funny way to do that, but is it well, possible that things like this happen in other areas of our life where we're both working towards something? We both want the same outcome, but we're going on two different strategies or running strategies at the same time, but they're in conflict. And while this was funny, I think it was a great opportunity to just notice how if we're not clear, if we're not transparent, if we're not sharing what's going on, we don't know, and then we will act accordingly without knowing what's going on. So while in this case, she didn't know that I was bidding, it could be something else, some of her needs, some of her desires, or some of mine that didn't tell her, or she didn't tell me, and then maybe we act as if those desires aren't there. Let me give you a perfect example. So uh, you guys know I'm an introvert, <clears throat> um, but I'm also an HSP, which is a highly sensitive person. Go on Dr. Elaine Aaron, research Dr. Elaine Aaron. There are 26 questions to see if you're also an HSP. And if you are, you should take it seriously because what that means as a highly sensitive person is that you get overstimulated, overwhelmed kind of easily, more than the average bear. You take in more sensory input than most people. Most people kind of don't operate that way. They walk through their lives just kind of like noticing little bits of things, but we notice everything. We take it all in and that's a lot of information coming in all day long. And so I used to kind of keep that to myself and not even know myself that well. Disney was a perfect example mm. of that. So like we'd be at Disney and you love Disney because you love Walt, you love, I just love the, you love the imagination and the yeah, creativity. Everything's a story there. Walt Disney was the, like the best storyteller. Plus the fact, the way that he, the, the company's still growing mm. and he's not even around. His vision is, was so palpable and so, so well communicated that people could still carry it on. Um, and the restaurants are, are also phenomenal and it's very clean. So we, so we go to Disney 
And I'm loving it, right? Because I like to people watch. I'm just like a voyeur. I love to take walks at nighttime and look in people's houses to see what their life's, imagine what their life's like. I'm a strange bird. But anyway, so at Disney, I just like to watch all the people. But there's a certain point at Disney where I like turn off and shut down and I'm like sensory overload, sensory overload, all systems shut down. And in the past, we'd be at like a restaurant or something and the waiter would come over and he'd be like, oh, what are you going to have? And he'd be like talking about the fish for 10 minutes. Which and I, I like. And Doug loves that. <laughs> Doug's like, oh, tell me about the fish. Where is it sourced? And how does it come in? Oh, have you had the Brussels sprouts? And oh, are they in the glaze? And I mean, and I'm sitting there like, just order the food, like just pick something. You know what I mean? Because I just, I get to this where everything's bothering me. Everybody's annoying. Um, I just want everything to go away. Kind of like that uh, Snickers commercial yeah. with the hangry. That but it's not even about into. hangry. It's no, but when HSP. you get hangry too. Yeah. When I get hungry, it's kind of, so you have to take care of yourself. So he would be looking at me when we get to this point in the restaurant or walking along Disney where I would just like get this sensory overload thing in my head. And what, if I'm not communicating him with him what's going on with me, what do you think happens? What does he think is going on? Yeah, he thinks it's about him. He thinks that either two things. He thinks he's did something wrong and I'm pissed off at him. And I don't know what it is. And he doesn't know what it is. Because nothing changed. happened. Right? Or. Or didn't do something and that's why. I'm a jerk. He thinks I'm a freak. I, I, I mean, silently to yourself inside. Oh my God, what a basket case. So I had to start communicating with you mm -hmm. and say, so I have to take care of my needs and say to you, uh -oh, I'm getting to that point of sensory overload, honey. And I have to notice when it's like 10 minutes before or 15 minutes. And I say, I'm going to go sit over here. I'm going to go take a quiet spot. I take earplugs with me to Disney. So when I need to recharge my batteries in that group, I have gun range earplugs that I just put in and I just go silent inside my own mind. I need to go in my own mind and re regroup and organize my thoughts and not have any more outside stimulus coming in. I just need to be like, go inside, right? And so, but it's up to me to communicate that. Yeah, because otherwise we're left with mind reading, which is, can be a, an effective tool, but then it leaves up for a lot of misinterpretation. So then if we just openly communicate and say, here's what's going on, then I would, I used to make the joke about, um, well, not a joke, but I would I'd point out, if you remember, Everybody Loves Raymond. There was this brilliant scene, I got to find it, where uh, Deborah was like saying to Ray, said, Ray, why do I have to tell you what's going on? Why don't you should just know? Like, you should just like, why do I have to tell you? Just, you know, and he's like, well, you should tell me so I know. Like, you we, know it, why we don't do it, though? Because I have most of my clients that come to me <clears throat> end up coming to me like to learn how to communicate in some way, shape or form, right? They're in relationships that aren't dysfunctional, that aren't working. One of my clients was in a relationship with a mother that was really sick. She was like narcissistic and dysfunctional and she would barrage him with these messages and he had to learn how to communicate what he would tolerate, what he wouldn't tolerate, what he needed and how to navigate that relationship. Another client had a relationship with a guy that wasn't giving her what she needed and she was like calling her last minute and not thinking of her and like, just being like, you know, ghosting her and, and doing all these things. And so both of these clients had different scenarios, but the one thing they had in common is the reason they didn't want to express their needs. Like that hurts me when you do that. It's I'm not available for that, or I'm, I'm only available for this type of relationship. And if you can't offer that, then I, I'm sorry, we just don't have anything here to discuss. 
is because they're so concerned that if the minute they say no or stop or I don't like that or I need something that you can't give me or I need that their love's going to be taken away. Oh, and so sometimes it just them. It, it's really important to learn how to communicate with yourself because oftentimes some people don't even know what's going on. Really They'll just say like, yeah. like, oh, I don't know, something's pissing me off and I don't know what it is. And the challenge with that is then you create generalized sort of belief systems around that person. And a lot of times relationships suffer because you, you can't articulate what it is because you don't know what it is. So you think it's the whole person instead of just one behavior that you're unaware of. So the step one is learn how to communicate with yourself. That's why I said in there, the quality of your life is the quality of your communication. The first person you need to communicate with is the person who's going to be doing the communicating. So, well, we don't even know what we need. Sometimes, so that's yeah. the clarity. It's like a lot of the time we're just numbing our needs with putting band-aids on flesh wounds. And I, you know, wine was my number. It was like my go-to for everything to de-stress. I needed a glass of wine to unwind. I needed a glass of wine. You know, so when I got rid of that ten years ago and said, okay, I, it was like an exercise in becoming a student of myself. Of right. like what is it that I really do need? How do I need to take care of myself? And I can't possibly communicate that to another human being if I have no concept of what it is that I need. There's no way in hell I'm going to be able to communicate that to a boss who's running me ragged if I don't even know, oh, no, 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 I need a day off. I need these hours. And then it's about getting rooted in your self-esteem enough and your worthiness enough where you feel confident in asking for what you actually need. And asking when you need it, not waiting, and yes. then blowing up because then you get all stressed out and then it gets to the point where then you explode and then it becomes everything yep. is pissing you off. Everything is rubbing you the wrong way. Yep. Everything is pushing your buttons. Yep. And it's because you've now exposed yourself because you've just allowed everything to start eating at you. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I got a call yesterday from one of my clients that was like, look, I just want you to know that I'm doing so well. She's dating now. She got rid of the relationship. And now like, we don't want to put up our eggs in one basket. We have multiple, she has multiple people that she's in dating and courting and seeing what happens. And she never thought that was possible. No, but she never thought that was possible. And here it is. And so one of the guys that she that's courting her made a bad decision. And he keeps saying things like, oh, your priority, your priority. But then his behavior says something else. So my philosophy is watch what people do, not what they say. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and we make decisions from that point. And so he did something and she said, look, no, no offense. It's just here's what I want. I'm over here and this is what I want. And I'm unavailable for anything else that doesn't, that doesn't meet where I'm at at this point in my life. And I wish you all the luck. It has not, you know, it's not about, you know, Oh, you need to change. It's just, this is what I'm unavailable for. And she was so proud of herself, but called me because again, still worried about getting sucked back in because people like gaslight us and give us like a million excuses and reasons so that's a horse of a different color. But the first step, I was so proud of her because instead of worrying like this one man that she's dating now, oh God, if I tell him I don't like that or that wasn't okay with me, he's not going to want to date me anymore. Well, honey, good. Good. Next, move on. Like, do you want to spend the rest of your life strategizing how to get him to come along? To well, that's so are? funny that that, no. well, it's not funny. It's just true. As a matter of fact, touched upon in <gasps> under construction. Is, daily plug. There you go. Is the the idea that we end up putting ourselves in a situation because we're so unaware of what we really need, we, we're putting ourselves back in a situation because we, we think it's going to provide us what we need. Mm -hmm. 
so we're afraid of losing out on something and it's back to that generalized if you don't know then you think everything is going to fix your problem or challenge rather than being really crystal clear and going oh I need some attention right now I need some love I oh my need god some but can you let me tell you something for some people and I was one of them to actually admit to somebody I need some attention right now. Right. I need some love was like a shame, like Brene Brown calls it a shame spiral, right? Where it's like, oh my God, I just told somebody I'm vulnerable. I need, I'm needy. Now I'm going to be weak. Now they're going to think something's wrong with me because I actually need affection. Thank God. I've, yeah. You know what's so cool in our marriage? When I'm able to come to my husband and I do it all the time and I say to you, oh, I need, I need some affection. Mm. You know, I need some affection. I need some attention. What happens is, the opposite of what I used to think would happen of like, oh, he's going to think I'm needy and weak and like too much. He goes, oh, an opportunity to serve. Yeah. Oh, an opportunity to make her feel better. Dun, 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 put the cape on. Yeah, I like it. You know, I'm, I'm giving my husband an opportunity to meet my needs, what he longs to do. And actually, if you have people in your life that are the right people in your life, they actually will long to meet your needs. They might not always be able to do it. But if you're in a relationship with somebody who's like jacked up, like a narcissist or somebody that, you know, is selfish or, you know, comp complicated in that way, your needs are a bother to them. Your needs are a, uh, a roadblock on their road to, to getting what they want. Right. And so that's a good barometer for you. If you there's an old relationship coach that would say, uh, I think it was John Gray or somebody. One of my clients told me about it that uh, I think a. Uh, I think, Ser I think Serena told me about it. But so basically this quote that, you know, when somebody meets your needs without you telling any, anything like, oh, he just knows what I want. Like we, that's what we want, right? Oh, just meet my needs without me having to tell you, be vulnerable. But a better relationship is the one, whether it's a boss, a parent, a fa family, a husband, a wife, a partner, is if I tell you what I want and then you make an effort to meet those needs, now I understand where we really stand. That's that's harder work. Like we said, I shouldn't have to ask you, but that's a bunch of bullshit. Like yeah, if you ask you them and they should. meet it. You need to. Yeah, and if, the, and if you ask them and they meet it, now here's where you know you'll be tripped up. If you're a person that has your own worthiness, you need to work on loving yourself first. When somebody actually does meet your needs, you'll go into what can I do to give back the minute somebody meets your needs, you go into a reciprocal situation where you can't get, you can't receive without giving back immediately or or feeling indebted to somebody. So or, actually, people meeting your needs scares the crap out of you. Or you, it doesn't happen exactly the way you want, and then you're like, oh, you're you're you, this is disingenuous. You don't mean it. You're just trying to manipulate me, or, or you're, you're trying just, to. You're, you're just giving it to me because I asked you for it. Right. Which, I mean, no, come on, <laughs> Sherlock, like. Yeah, exactly. But it, it may welcome. not always it may not always look because I remember it was just a kind of a, a watershed moment in our relationship when Oh, you had you, a watershed moment? Well, no. Well, you went early in our relationship and you had asked me I don't even remember what it was you'd asked from from me and I I was attempting it and you were like you're NLPing me this is this is disingenuous this is you know you're you know and it was like because like I hadn't mastered what it was you were asking me for and it was something that was kind of new for me mm -hmm. and then and then you came back and you're like oh wait, wait a minute I'm you're you're actually genuinely trying something that is not what you're used to and I was like and, oh you're awkward right in well at least at first at that <laughs> whatever it was I <laughs> No, yes, I'm that's always true very awkward, because but. 
people no you're not baby but i mean most of the time most of the time but so for somebody like me i had i what i wrestle with a lot of the time is there are such high expectations for myself right like we beat the crap out of ourselves we have a certain level of success like you know a standard we want to meet and the problem with that is we hold everybody else hostage to that same standard of perfectionism and it's been something that's been my life's work which is, is unattainable to, by anybody my life's work is unraveling all of these these traits that i'm talking about perfectionism trust issues, control issues, all these things. And that's what I teach. And that's what I do when I work with people inside my programs. So thank God I was my first client, right? And it's still a work in progress. But I remember that time it was like just expecting other people to do things perfectly. And then kind of like waiting to go, well, that can't be right because you're not doing it how I would do it or you're not doing it to the best. And what a, so you're being what a load of crap, right? And then, and then judging people's authenticity based upon their level of awkwardness. And so you actually said to me in that moment, can you just give me the benefit of the doubt that I'm trying it out? And it's clunky and it's awkward. It doesn't mean I'm disingenuous. It just means I'm a little awkward. And I, for me, that was a watershed moment where I was like, hold it, I need to let you off the hook. And my only can I do that with him when I started to let myself off the hook too, right? Let myself off the hook. This, this whole communication thing is, an art, is, a, is, a, is the art of intimacy. It's not just, well, I tell it like it is. I tell it how it is. I tell people how they are. If you don't like it, F you. Congratulations, honey. You can tell people their problems, but can you can you reveal your own? Can you reveal your own heart? Can you can you let people behind the curtain and see kind of what you're wrestling with and what you're starting with? I know for me that was the hardest thing was to be able to communicate my needs. And I would be a ticking time bomb. I would stuff it down, stuff it down, pretend not to need, suck it up. Okay, put big girl pants on. That was like something we used to say. Put your big girl pants on. What the hell does that mean? Okay. I mean, stop whining. That means armor up. Well, is whining giving your needs? Is that whining for us? A lot of the times it has a perception of that. Maybe, you know, you have that old programming that says when you ask for something, you're bothering people. The wrong people. You're, you're bothering the wrong people. Okay, you can't keep... You know, when you keep asking somebody and they don't meet your needs, that's not an indicator of you. That's an indicator you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> okay, so take that into consideration. So let's check in with our friends. Let's see what everybody has to say. No, this is a Mac, so you do your magic. Okay, I don't like. Um, well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Girl. Good morning, good morning, good morning, morning, good morning. Debbie. Good morning. So, what Debbie say up here? We had troll dolls. Oh, troll dolls. Ellie got into the Trolls movie. Uh, morning, Justin. Morning, Justin. Tim, Deb. Dis Disney freaks uh, Tim out after 30 minutes. Oh. Uh. Guy after my own heart. Since being married, I've had to learn a whole new way of communicating. It's helped me grow spiritually in leaps and bounds. You know what? Yeah. I love that you just said that because I think – Sometimes we picture like this spiritual enlightenment. We picture the monks on the hilltop, right? And that they're they're in solitude and they're they're take a vow of celibacy to be enlightened and and all of this. But here's here's what I know for sure: the walk to enlightenment is not a solitary walk. When you walk alongside somebody, your shit shows up quicker than you could mm. ever imagine being alone. This is a spiritual practice of being, and a spiritual practice doesn't look like oh, a spiritual practice looks like I'm sorry. I was wrong. I need loved. Can you hold me? It's saying those things that are like, start to choke up on your throat when you start to say them. 
actions speak louder than words. Yeah, we know that and we say that and that's cute, but we have to remind ourselves of that because when people start gaslighting us or explaining away the fifth time they've done that thing that keeps hurting you or they keep you know, going back excuse after excuse and we get sucked in because we want to see the good and we want to believe it, that's when we have to start watching what people do and not listening to what they say. Well, and also we have to look at back to also self-communication and what actions are we taking and take responsibility. Right on. Because here we go. Here's Amy. I used to use alcohol as well and learning not to keep everything in is very difficult. Learning to put my feelings in words is new. Sharing is even more difficult. Yeah, There's Amy, the action. Amy, yep. that's awesome. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like- Good morning, Lindy. You're learning how to, I was talking with one of my clients yesterday who is a coach for women that have children and um, her name is Laura. And when she's ready to launch her business, you guys, it's going to be, I think she's watching today. She might be, but it's, she's going to blow it up. She has such a mission, such a purpose in her heart to deliver. And one of the things is this inability to express our emotions appropriately and even with our children you know that really matters like oh you know how to how to navigate that whole world so in our relationships so there's so many different ways it's like oh i have to learn how to express my feelings in this situation in this situation in this situation and so amy you are dead on that is that is absolutely right it is just like coming of age it's like as laura my client and i say it's about reparenting right it's about that sacred mothering and learning how to be the parent that you never had be the mother you always wanted the father that you didn't have and so that you learn how to encourage yourself well honey come on say what's on your mind speak up you know let's hear it laura That's said good morning i love you i love you too i'm so excited big things guys we're going to do an interview with her so you can start to see her work in the world i'm really excited Heidi, can you remotely help my mother and I communicate better so we can build a stronger relationship? Tim, yes, I can. I have couples, I have mothers and daughters, I have husbands and wives, I have all these different dynamics. And what I do is I work via Zoom or FaceTime or Facebook video, and we just all communicate in. And when I work with a family, what I love to do is work individually and get an idea on our individual perspectives and then work together. As a, as, a, as a unit as well. And so, you know, I have, I mean, I have a hundred percent success rate with families. That's the truth. I'm going through all the families that I have. I actually have a 90% success rate. So, uh, cause there is, there's, a, yeah. So I have a, I have a 90% success rate with families, which sometimes it doesn't mean that, oh, we're all happy and healthy and we're all getting along, but it means like we're not all singing around at Christmas, singing Kumbaya, but we all have our boundaries. We all know our limits. We all know where we stand. And sometimes we have to disconnect, right? But Tim, my main goal and pleasure is to help people just be in whatever relationship they want to be and live into their own vision. If it's disconnecting, I help with that. If it's engaging, I help with that. Yeah, it's getting clarity on what kind of relationship you want to have. And Exactly. and see what that looks like. Um, exactly. My brother has that challenge sometimes. There you go. Yeah, send me a private message. That's great. That's the way to do it. So and Tim's going to be and maybe his wife to UPW. Awesome. Yeah, so anyone great. who wants to go to UPW and see Tony, Tony Robbins with us in November, also reach out. We'd love to support you. Yeah, we're going to have a big party, man. We are going to go. Oh, and live it up. Live it up, live July twenty-first, Sunday, July twenty-first at two p.m. at Barnes and Noble in Fort Lauderdale is uh, the Fort Lauderdale launch party. So, you know, for those of you who missed the one in Lake Worth because of the rain, perhaps you can uh, come join us in uh, Barnes and Noble in Fort Lauderdale. Come hang out with us. We yeah. would absolutely love to see you. 
Um, so yeah, we hope you have a tremendous Tuesday and it's 4th of July week and go into the rest of your day knowing what would it be like if you actually spoke up with your needs. Do you need to know what you need or do you need to speak up about what you need and communicate a little bit better? And we're going to do the same thing throughout our day. We're going to make it our mission and purpose just to communicate as effectively as possible. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Love you so much. Have an excellent day. Yeah, we love you for who you are and who you aren't. Share this video and also yeah, go to YouTube and subscribe so we can grow that channel too. Because you can go back anything you missed if you're watching this on Look a replay. Oh, thank I love you. That. That's very. Sweet. We can um, also you can grab all that there, so you don't have to go scrolling through a long Facebook page. So all right. love, love yourself. You. Love yourself. Bye. Bye.